Should I go to the doctor for irregular periods? The first thing I tell patients to do is track your cycle. There are a couple different medical reasons people get irregular periods. One of the really common ones is something called polycystic ovarian syndrome. This is when women get cysts in their ovaries and it can change their hormones and it can cause irregular periods. Other things include things like endometriosis, which is when the uterine lining tissue ends up somewhere else in your body. This can cause painful periods and irregular periods. And oftentimes it's diagnosed really late because people don't seek medical help. They just think, gosh, I've got heavy periods that are irregular and they ignore it. Another cause of irregular periods, it might be related to your thyroid. So there are certainly a lot of medical conditions that cause irregular periods. There are things that are non-medical that can cause irregular periods. Very commonly, stress. If you're stressed about school or work or your relationships, that can really affect the hormones in your body and it can change your cycle. If you have irregular periods, please see a primary care provider because let's figure out what's going on together. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Periods, brought to you by none other than the official box owner. I'm your host, Mandy B. Super excited today to have yet another boss-ass woman on today's episode. She is a women's health nurse practitioner, and she is also a CEO. That's right. We have another box partner joining us on this week's episode, and I'm super excited because yes, baby, as always, well, not always, but most of the time, we're talking periods. We're talking lady parts. We're talking your menstrual cycle. So guys, it is another tale of womanhood for women by women. And now I would love to introduce our guest. We have Antaria Bruce, women's health nurse practitioner and the CEO and founder of Vagesty. Antaria, thank you for joining us today. Good evening. Thank you for having me, Mandy. This is a great opportunity. I am so excited to talk a little bit, not only about your business, but about your journey and also about your profession. But let's start from the very beginning, because you definitely focus on some menstrual products that were introduced to me at a very young age. So I would love to know kind of what is your journey with your period? Was it a normal one? Were you able to talk about it with your mother? Um, and let's start kind of from there. As I can remember at an early age, about 16, I was on birth control. So my periods were light. So when I got off birth control, I noticed that they were heavy. I had clots. So many women deal with that, right? Yes. Um, and then it became irregular. So I would go maybe three or four months without a period. But I didn't think nothing of it. But it was when I got the diagnosis of PCOS when I realized this is my reason for having irregular periods. Or when I do have a period, it will be heavy with clots. Like I will be cramping. Sometimes I just wouldn't be able to go to work. It will interfere with my daily living. Now, a lot of the women that I've spoken to on this podcast don't get diagnosed with endometriosis, with PCOS. A lot of those go undiagnosed because a lot of doctors honestly just say heavy periods are normal. Cramping is normal. Pain is normal. There, a lot of things surrounding our menstrual cycle has been normalized. So at what age did you actually get diagnosed with PCOS? I was about 26 years old. So a lot of people, women do not get diagnosed until they're either trying to have a baby and realize they can't get pregnant. Ah. Or if they suffer with unwanted hair in their face. And they're like, well, why I got this hair in my face? You know, those are some symptoms of PCOS, infertility, 
unwanted facial hair, or even trouble losing weight. So that's when they figure out, okay, well, that's what's causing me to not be able to get pregnant or lose weight this way because I have PCOS. Because there's a certain diet and a certain exercise that is recommended for women with PCOS. Was that your story? Uh, what kind of led you to be concerned outside of the blood clots? Did you have any other concerns or symptoms? Yeah, I, um, I was missing my cycle for like three, four months and I was taking pregnancy tests. I, I would do the same. <laughs> yes. I'm like, wait a minute. I know. What's, and I already had a daughter and I realized okay. too, after doing research, after going to um, master's school for my nursing, that it was, a, that was normal for some women not to have their period at a certain time okay. in their lives. Right. So when I went to go get checked out and the doctor looked at my neck, it was black from, it was darker. And she was like, well, you have PCOS. I was like, what is that? And she said, I could tell it's called insulin resistance. A lot of people, not women and men with diabetes, they may have dog ring around their necks and things right. like that. Dog ring under their breast, under their chest. So that's how I discovered what it was. So I, I learned about it. I did my research and they about me going through school. And, you know, it's coming up as a topic of discussion. Right. And me going through my own journey, trying to lose weight, different medications and regimens to help with better the symptoms of PCOS. Well, and that's the thing. I know that even for those of you who have not yet, if you go all the way back to, it was within my first 10 episodes, I recorded with a good friend of mine by the name of Kiki. So guys, we talked about her journey with PCOS as well. And I'll be honest, the dark ring is something that's it's new that I'm hearing. And again, another symptom that I wasn't aware of, and hopefully you just taught something to our listeners so if there's some sort of discoloration, that's actually Correct. a symptom as well? Yes. It could be running neck. It could be on their armpits. It can be under their breasts. Yes. Oh, insulin wow. That's a sign of insulin resistance. That's why women with P2S are more prone or more at risk of having diabetes, type 2 diabetes in the long run. Okay. Now, you already had a child, and I know that birth control is something that they actually recommend to then regulate your period. And that's how I got pregnant. Wait, I was 19 when wait, I got, yes. Oh, wait, on birth control? Well, no, listen. So I was on birth control and I got off. And the time for when they say you're trying to have a baby, when you get on birth control, it take about three months. So that's what yes. regulated me. And I ovulated and I got pregnant, right? So she is, when I got with my husband, she was like six, seven years old at the time. Okay. So if we're having sex and I'm not getting pregnant, I was like, okay, something is not added up here. Okay. And I was able to get pregnant before, but it was because I was on birth control. I regulated my cycles. And now since I had a baby, now my cycles went back irregular. So now mm. it'll be hard for me to, to conceive. Yeah. Mm. So where are you now with your, your period journey? Because so if you were missing periods and, and you're also, you know, dealing with PCOS, what is your menstrual cycle currently like? So... To help me with my journey with PCOS, I, I don't mind sharing that I had gastric sleeve surgery. So did I. Because you, okay, okay. I, we're, we're sleeve sisters. Yes, sleeve sisters. So I was like, okay, Antaria, you have this surgery. You know the infertility. The fertility is going to increase. Do I want to have a baby right now? So okay. right after I got I was already taking the pills. So when I came home from surgery, I mean, like a day or two later, I continued taking my birth control pills. 
because I didn't want to have a baby right after surgery. I really wanted to lose the weight. Yes. Yeah. And for those of you listening, the, the gastric sleeve surgery is pretty much what I also went through. I've shared my weight loss journey here on the show, but they actually do recommend that if you go through any sort of gastric surgery to wait at least a full year before even conceiving and getting pregnant. So right. yes, you definitely didn't want to get pregnant within that first year because that's when you also lose the most weight. Exactly. So now that it's been three, I'm three years post-op and I'm no longer taking birth control. Right now I've been using the rhythm method. Yes. So I've been trying to avoid sex. <laughs> but my periods are regular. I'm not on birth control. My periods are, are regular. They last in five days. So my clots are, are minimal. So that has probably has a lot to do with my weight loss. I lost 80 pounds. Yes, we so, are right there together, sis. Congrats. Yes, I love to hear that. Love to hear that. Health first. I do want to ask you then, because for those of you who are receiving your box, hopefully, I want to get into Vagacy. I want to get into Vagacy because what you were able to even share with our listeners and those who were able to grab their hands on our one-year anniversary box is a disc. It's a reusable disc. And again, that is a menstrual product in which was not even introduced to me when I got my cycle, we all know that it is pads and tampons. And then of course you got your liners. However, now as adults, we're learning that a lot of those products that we were putting into us are the things that were ca- that are causing specifically black women, fibroids, PCOS, fibroids, yes. these heavy clots, there's bleaches and toxins that are in those products that are actually negatively affecting our reproductive system. And so I wanted to talk to you about the research that you did, as well as what led you to really pushing this other usage of a menstrual product. I'm glad you asked that because yes, the many of the product, traditional period products out there are filled with chemicals and toxins and all these bad ingredients that we don't need to be putting by our body. So I wanted something that was eco-friendly, reusable, that was body safe. The period disc, the reusable one that Vagity has, is made out of medical silicone. It is FDA approved. I love that. It's reusable, so you can sterilize it in between your cycles, and it lasts for five years. So that's saving you hundreds of thousands of dollars on period products. I want to ask you that. What is the proper way to sterilize something that is in me once a month, anywhere from three to seven days? Um, And also, how many should I be rotating during my cycle? So let's start with the sterilization. How do I clean my reusable period disc? What I do is I boil me a pot of water. Okay. And then I take that pot of water and I put it in a bowl that I'm not going to use anymore for okay. anything. And I set it in that hot steaming water for like 10 minutes. Same thing what they do with baby bottles. Okay. You know, you steam it like that. So that's how I do mine. They do have some foam wash for period cups and period discs, but Vagacy does not offer that at this moment. Okay. I'm looking to add that in the future. But right now, what I do and what I tell my customers is to boil it and let it sit for like 10 minutes. And you can either do like, because you wear it for 12 hours now. Okay. You wear it for 12 hours. So you, when you take it out and you wear it and you can steam it then, or you can just wait till your cycle ends. You can rinse it in between and then you can sterilize it then once you're done with it for that month. Okay. But here we go too. Before <laughs> I get into more questions on the usage of it. Can I ask you what your first experience was like using a disc and maybe what, what led you to choosing a disc over the traditional pad or tampon? Okay, yes. I'm glad you asked. That's a good question because 
pads with the wings. I needed that for my heavy flow, right? And they were getting irritated by bikini line. And I was in my clinical rotation for a nurse practitioner. And I was with the pre- my precept there. And the patient came in. She was like, yeah, because I'm trying this dish. It's another brand. Okay, right. And, and I went Googled it. And I was like, okay, let me try this. I was real scared. But I'm like, I don't really like tampons, but let me try this. It's supposed to be safe for your body. Do you know what was irritating your panty line? It was just the actual maybe... By me wearing them all day and all night. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what I think. It was just rubbing all day. I would wear it for literally my morning, take a shower, you know, change in between, take a shower, put it on. So I was wearing that for like five days. And my my vagina was like, it was just So you're, you're, okay. So it was being irritated. And so you decided to try this. Did you have any mess or spills or, or hesitations with trying it? I did at first. I purchased it. I purchased it. And then I said, well, let me just try it. (laughs) So I tried it. And putting it in the first time, I think it took me about one or two menstrual cycles to get used to inserting and removing it. Um, The best way to do it is to do it over the toilet or either while you're in the shower. Okay. When you think about it, you went for 12 hours. So by the time it's time for me to take a shower, I'm taking it out in the shower anyway. Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay, I, my other question for that, did you notice a difference? I personally will share a little bit. I noticed a difference in my menstrual cycle, not only the length, but the smell and the color when I switched from tampons to pads. So I want to know if you noticed any difference in your scent, the color, the clots, or the length of your period when you switched to the disc instead of using the pad. Yeah, so... Definitely the older. I know okay. the difference with that. It reduces your cramp. And the mechanism behind it reduces your cramping. Not all women, you know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say a majority, but about 80%, is that it applies pressure against the cervix. So if, you, if your cervix oh. is cramping, it's applying the pressure. That's where it decreases the cramp, the pain to you. So I noticed that as well. Ah, okay. And were you someone who really... I mean, had the issues of receiving cramps during your period. And so yes, you were able- very first first two days was cramping, moody, just, yeah. Just, just all of that. So yes. you are a women's health nurse practitioner. What is your, your focus and what led you to that profession? Because I love also seeing that you have your medical coat on and ladies, y'all already know, black owned, woman owned vagacy. And I'm sitting here also talking to a black woman nurse practitioner. So I just want to know what led you down that path? You know, was it you experiencing birth control early on PCOS? Was it just your love and desire to get into the healthcare field, knowing that we needed more black women? Can you tell us what led you down this professional path? Yes. So maternity health has always been my passion. I've been a nurse going on 11 years in December. So I did labor and delivery for about six years. So it got to a point to where um, morbidity and mortality and us, it was like all time high, right? We experienced health disparity in the system. Black women and women of color are two times more likely to die given in childbirth. Yes. So I just wanted to do something different on the other side. If I can reach you in prenatal care and teach you the, the questions to ask and all the signs to look out for how to have a healthy pregnancy, um, I can do it from another end. So I decided to further my education, and I went to grad school. 
So that's why I specialized in women's health nurse practitioner. It just made more sense. I was doing labor delivery, so I needed to be in that field, in that specialty. I love that you do that. And I also wanted to know kind of what is the number one misconception that you kind of see going, like now that you're in the room, maybe a misconception that uh, that a lot of Black women have coming in, maybe even seeing you in the room. Well, believe it or not, well, you probably could believe it that when they see me, the other kind of person see me be like, oh, okay. But when <laughs> us see me, they be like, oh my God, I'm so glad it's you. <laughs> I love that that's the reaction. I yes. love that. I, I love actually, that. I made a TikTok. Um, I didn't expect it to go viral. It got like thousands and thousands. And I was like, uh, when women of color cannot find a provider that that's them, that resembles them. And then everybody was in my comment, oh, my God, where you at? Can you come where I'm at? I need you. And I was like, oh, my God, that's what we need. We need somebody that represents us, that know the struggle that we, that's going to listen to us. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud and I'm glad to be a part of that. 100%. Getting back to the disc, I know that not all women lose their cycle during pregnancy. So how safe is it to use the disc during pregnancy? And is there any time that maybe the disc shouldn't be used? I would say um, no during pregnancy. Okay. No, do not. Do not. I want <laughs> and, and initiate no preterm labor. Okay. <laughs> So no doing pregnancy in a time you shouldn't use it. Um, you well, can I pretty much pregnancy. use it all, all the time. Yeah, just not during pregnancy. Okay. Now, if you have like, say, a woman gets a hysterectomy, of course the discharge instruction is going to be nothing in the vagina. Until, of course, but of yeah. course. Now here we go, getting a little kinky. So I know some of the discs, and again, I know there's so many different kinds out there. Some of the discs can be used during intercourse. Yes. Is this also something that can be used with intercourse even when I'm on my cycle? Girl, my husband be looking for it when I'm on my cycle. Oh, he be oh. like, with that thing at you put that thing in. I'd be like So it's not notice does it move? Like is it like how can I go in and grab it out, but a whole penis doesn't move it? It sits behind the pelvis bone. If you put it in correctly, it's gonna sit behind the pelvis bone. So when he you know, when the moment is going Oh, so my husband said it's, yeah, so it's like underneath, kind of like, because it go under the pelvis and it's like underneath. My husband said it feels like a condom. Okay. Other customers have said that, like their partner said, oh, you, you got birth control in you? Because you ever heard of the ring? Yes. It kind of feel like, like that, yeah. Okay, but it is clean and safe to it's use? It's mess free. Mess free. Instead of getting all right, towel, all right. I'm not gonna lie. I, all right, I'm gonna have to try this. I don't know if I believe it, guys. I am going to sit here and, for research purposes, on my heaviest day, I'm gonna put yeah. that thing in me and see what the sex is hitting for. Okay, I'm excited. That's free. It's now, let me ask you. I know it is sanitizable, reusable. I want to know if I have a five to seven day cycle. How many of your majesty discs should I keep in rotation or am I fine with just one? Well, for me, I use two sizes. So I okay. have a large, which holds 75 cc's of blood. And I have a small that holds up a 35 cc's of blood. So like oh, they four five for me, okay. yeah, I will, I will use a smaller one because it's not that much blood flow. So you can rotate it like that. Or okay. if you feel comfortable, some women are like, okay, I, 
This is not, um, I need to clean, make sure everything is clean. You can sterilize it because you, you can wear it for 12 hours and maybe you want to try your like organic pad or organic tampon while you're letting it sterilize. Okay. And then in the morning you can put it in. You can do it like that. You can alternate. Is this also something that is usable and friendly for exercising? Yes, I tried it. Exercising okay. it. Yeah, okay. you can go swimming it. You can go swimming with it in. Okay. I had it in when I went to um, Cancun. Okay. You can have sex with it. Mess free sex. Leave the towels alone and use your disc. <laughs> you can exercise in it. I've had a, um, a customer tell me that they used to exercise it. They love it. It was great. Oh, I was waiting for more of the list. I just feel oh. like you can go to the moon in your period disc, ladies. Okay. Basically, you can do anything with it. Cartwheels, all that. I love it. So say someone is listening to this for the first time and maybe they've realized that they're also being irritated by whatever menstrual products they're currently using. What bit of advice would you give to someone maybe with hesitation on switching to the disc or who like kind of doesn't want to see blood. I just want to know even from a medical standpoint, what your advice would be to that person. Ditch the traditional period of products, your pads and tampons and try to ditch. I mean, it's going to save you money. It's healthy. It's great benefits for you. You can do all kinds of things with it. You save the money. It's just wonderful. I'm never going back to pads. And you know, I have a friend that literally said that she said, once you get past the blood, and she said the same thing, she would never go back to regular menstrual products. And I'm really looking forward to trying mine. And hey, I got your number now. I'm going to call <laughs> you and let you know uh, if it made a mess or not in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I love that you came on. As you guys know, stay tuned because we have a discount code for you to go on and use over at Vagisty if you weren't able to get your hands on one of our one-year anniversary boxes. But Ateria, you doing the TikToks. You are educating the girls. Can you go ahead and let us know your website or also where your social media handles so that all of our listeners can come and be educated by all of the gems that you like to drop? Yes, so my website is vagisty.com. On Instagram, I'm at vagisty underscore. On TikTok, I'm at the Punani Practitioner. Okay. Why didn't we lead with that? Why didn't we lead with the Punani Practitioner? That's why you over there going viral on TikTok. Because the name in itself, damn. Oh my God. Okay, well. Go ahead. Yeah, on Twitter, I can be found at, uh, at, at Majesty underscore as well. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Interia. Like, this was amazing. I'm so glad to have partnered with you. And guys, again, listen, the white man has fucked up our uteruses for very long enough, okay? Yeah. Uh, so it's time to really take hold of our own bodies and really make some healthy choices out there. And I hope that you guys also do so by supporting Black-owned and woman-owned businesses that, again, I love. We are getting in the marketplace and, yeah. and really making a change out here. What should I do if my period lasts longer than a week? There are a couple reasons that periods can last longer than a week. It's the same reasons that your period might be irregular. So things like lack of sleep or stress, changes in your diet, activity, exercise level. If your period's lasting longer than a week, we do want you to seek medical attention. And the reason why is you could be losing a lot of blood. 